Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every day, every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and maybe a little bit about curling. But most important, we'd love to answer your questions, so please send them in to inchbyinch at peterinch.ca and we will answer them on the next Saturday show. How's Mr. Gilbert? I'm great. Thank you. Have you had a good week? Yeah, I have, I've had a I've had a great week. I mean, last weekend was different. We were we were way in Ohio last week playing golf, but uh, this week was good. Um, yeah, it's been good. No no complaints. I mean, uh, the weather's cooled off. I mean, I woke up the one day and there was frost in the ground, so that makes people's furnaces turn on. But um, for the most part, yeah, very good. Yeah, phone's been ringing. It's, uh, you know, I like frost, kill the goldenrod, get rid of that, my allergies <laughs> go away. Right, yes. But, uh, yeah, the phones definitely have picked up and ringing a lot more. Yes, so if you don't have that maintenance booked, you better call because uh, those spots are filling up in a hurry. Now, you mentioned we were down in Akron. Um, Canton. Well, yeah, Akron, Canton. Well, yeah. the, uh, we went down for the Akron Executive Association Golf Tournament. Yes. And played that on... We um, did not win. No. No. On, um, not even close. The Friday. Yeah. Uh, I did beat you. You know, our team did finish minus six, and you finished minus five. We, yes. Oh, so you, it, did, it didn't matter that the winning team was minus 17. Right. It was just important that I finished ahead of you. Oh, I see. Okay. Is that the way this works? That's the way it worked down there. Okay. We All right. Were, and then um, we played that at the Mayfair Country Club. In Akron, Ohio, yes. And then we uh, headed to uh, Glenmore. 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 Country Club, which was at one point, well, you tell the history. You, you read it yesterday. The Brotherhood of the Precious Blood. <laughs> uh, it's a, it was a school. It was actually built... Uh, uh, back early of the early turn of the century in the 1900s, uh, and it was uh, built for uh, a couple of. Uh, it was purchased. Well, it wasn't really purchased. The, the land was kind of the the building's plot was was given to them by a couple of farmers uh, that owned the owned the property, owned 400 acres, and this uh, school was built uh, f- from a German fellow who came over. Uh, to uh, the United States. Anyways, it was a school. It was a school for, um, well, 80, 80 years. Yeah. Uh, and until they finally, uh, the last the last class, 1980, I think was the last class. They, didn't, they couldn't keep the school open anymore. In which case, then it turned, it was sold and renovated. And then uh, Jack Nicholas came and designed a golf course because when the brothers died, the, the school got all the property, was willed to them, so 400 acres, and then they, they built this stunning um, Jack Nicholas golf course on that property. Now, there's a problem, though, with the golf cart. Uh, it doesn't like right-handed hitters because well, it, it mostly are dog-leg lefts. They built houses around the golf course no no that's what you do that's what you do to sell property that's yeah well it's you know i hit a house with one of my uh, so let me get this straight 
In London, Ontario, you smoked a white van in a parking lot, and now in Canton, Ohio, you hit a house. Yeah, with a, a Peter Inch and Associate golf. Great. Ball. So then you can't <laughs> even claim that it was somebody else. Good. Well, have have we got a phone call yet? We haven't got a call yet, and and unfortunately, we saw the ball. It hit the roof because we heard thud, not smash. Those houses are a fair way off the course. Yeah, well, I hit it off the toe. It went off the toe, right over, hit the roof. Oh, you mean you shanked it? Yeah, laid down in between the two houses, but you know, right on the the, the scorecard, you cannot go on the people's property to get your golf ball. So. Yeah, but you can. You know, we we found a way around that. You just did it? No, no. It's called a ball retriever. Yeah. Well, this was too far. As long as we retriever. were, as long as we're on the uh, property and we reach in with our ball retriever and we can scoop the ball up and bring it back. Yeah. Yeah, it was too far in for the ball retriever. Wow, you really hit it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I really. Right. Hit. Wow. And then we played there the next day, and then then I. Then I, the wheels fell off the cart. Well, I when I got to that hole, I like just hit it past the lady's teeth <laughs> because I was so afraid of hitting the house again. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was all we end cold it was a little chilly playing i want to know what you think about mexican no well yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm a, i'm a mexican type of food person <laughs> so what was what was that place called ponchos 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 so yes. it was your brother's birthday it was so he must have picked it well, no, we just we, we looked we and we just knew that it was on the way to wherever, and he didn't really want to go to the town tavern, so um, which is where I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. So then, um, Ponchos was on the way. We pulled in, and I had already proofed the menu and saw that they had steak, so knew that you'd be okay. So I ordered steak yeah. with fries. Yeah, and I thought I ordered a Caesar salad. Yeah, you did. I thought it was, too, because I ordered the same thing. But we got more of a salad with Southwestern dressing, yes. Well, I don't know if, I don't know what it was called, but it, it was spicy hot. <laughs> so I, had, I put down one glass of Coke, had to go to the waitress and ask her to hurry up and get me another one here. This is getting too hot. Well, your forehead turned red. It was kind of funny, actually, because you were down there. You looked at me, and I said, boy, this salad's got a bit of a bite to it. Yes, it does. <laughs> so we had a good laugh, and then they put the poncho on. Oh, uh, the sombrero Jeff. on Jeff. Yes, yeah. that was hilarious. Yes, and, and they yeah. all came in singing. Yeah, yeah so good. so we had that was a really good night to finish it off. And she was expecting us there uh, Tuesday for dinner with another birthday, if yeah. you remember. Yeah, so yeah. We, we didn't make it. Well, we should happy birthday to Steve Shaw. Oh. You know, his birthday... Uh, is uh, is turning the big sixty five? Oh well, and Abby was ready for him because yeah. she was expecting us back. And yes. I think he's up in Gravenhurst somewhere up oh, there. Is he? Okay, is cel- celebrating it. And we should also say, uh, you know, we're thinking of Art, our good friend Art, who uh, is down in Florida, Fort Myers area. Yes. Uh, who you know went through that terrible hurricane? Yes. And Ian. Uh, but I understand that he lost his, uh, I'll call it, you know, gazebo or or a screened-in porch 
lost a whole bunch of shingles, but no water got in. Amazing. Through the roof or through the flood. Amazing. It got within a foot of his house. Wow. So he was Amazing. He was lucky. and yeah. We're thinking about him. Hope he's uh, he's doing well down there, but they got some cleanup to do. And he couldn't, all the bridges were gone, so he had to take a boat out wow. to get out to his house to check on it. He was in Alaska. So picture that. You're sitting in Alaska, and there's a hurricane going to hit your house, and yeah. you have no idea even after what happened because nobody can get out to it. Right. So... So Art and Lynn, we're, if you're listening, we hope, uh, you know, if you need your air conditioner fix, give me a call. Right, because we're going to scoot down to Fort Myers to get a look after that. Yeah, yeah. We could probably take a truckload down, make some know. sales. Yeah, we could there. make some sales. Yeah. Uh, we should also congratulate AM980. Uh, okay, and I need some insight on this. 100 years old. Is that right? Yeah, they celebrated it last uh, Friday when we were... You know, uh, down in Akron, so we couldn't be there for it. But uh, they were at the Knights game and uh, had a big oh, cool. celebration. So I just want to say congratulations. And, uh, you know, the Inch family's been doing heating and air for 95 years. So five more years, we'll be able to celebrate that with them. Right. All right. Cool. Well, we you were listening to the Inch by Inch a Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca, and we will be right back. Well, welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. With everybody now starting to come back into their homes and uh, starting to to um, close it all up and, and breathe that indoor air, um, indoor air quality is becoming a bigger concern. Well, yeah, as we're making our homes more efficient and when we make them more efficient, we actually inhibit their ability to breathe so they're not getting fresh air anymore. So uh, any thing that you create in the house whether you're using cleaners or aerosols or perfumes all those things now seem to stay in the house longer have a higher concentration and you really are breathing them in and they may not be the healthiest uh, things to breathe so that's a concern maybe you've had a renovation done in your house and uh, you know lots of drywall dust or painting all those things and now the house is all sealed up and that stuff really starts to have, have very strong odors or uh, maybe the maybe there's just dust blowing around the house maybe so you might not be able to breathe as well as you did in the summertime when you had the windows open so um, there are ways around with that you, you know we have different Every, every situation is different, so we actually have to come out and have a look and do a bit of an assessment to see what it is. Is it, do you need fresh air? Do you need filtration? Do you need um, humidification? All those things uh, play a key role in uh, air quality, and it's up to us to kind of determine that and make recommendations for you. And so, this, you know, we talk about filtration, right? ventilation, Purification. Purification. Humidification. So those are the four areas, if you want, I'll call it perfect indoor air quality. Yes. So hum, uh, humidification, what's that? Uh, that's with the use of, so um, 
in Canada, uh, in in London, Ontario, St. Thomas, and the surrounding areas, uh, our house like when when it gets when it turns cold outside, the air starts to dry up. So um, hot air contains a lot of moisture, at least in southwest Ontario, but the dry air or the cold air does not contain a lot of moisture. So what happens in the winter time um, as it gets colder outside, the your house starts to dry up a bit. So um, the colder air actually just kind of sucks the moisture out of it. So then uh, you can feel cold now because although the temperature might be 20 degrees Celsius, if, if the relative humidity in the house is only like 10 or 15 to 20 percent, you may feel cold. So the best way to feel warmer is to add moisture. So we use a humidifier, we add moisture into the air and that'll actually make the house feel more cozy actually stops uh, wood from separating so uh, the squeaks separation in wood like cracks and the moldings all that will stop if we start to add moisture in the house in the winter time and purification uh purification the best way to describe it is uh having a box of sun in your house so um the the uh, the earth has a great way of cleaning air and they use ultraviolet outside so that UV does a lot of things to our air it, it actually purifies it in a way so um, to help defeat um, viral or bacterial in your in your airstream or to uh, to help eliminate volatile organic compounds VOCs uh, we use a product called APCO UV, and it's just we put an ultraviolet bulb uh, in the furnace, usually above the air conditioning coil, and that light looks after keeping the air purified. So we kill all the viral and bacterial and help eliminate VOCs and odors. Filtration? Filtration. So filtrations, anything that has mass, so pet dander, um, pollen, that's your biggie, uh, dust mites, dust, um, anything which uh, has mass. So a filter is placed in front of the furnace. So as the furnace is running, we're actually taking those elements out of the air before we re-deliver it again. So if you have allergies, put a filter in, a, a filter which will trap pollens, and will help lessen the amount of concentration in the air. It doesn't eliminate it completely, but if you keep your fan system running and you constantly do that, we're going to remove more and more and more of that all the time. So it just helps take those things out of the air. And ventilation? Ventilation is fresh air. So um, the easiest way to describe ventilation is we have a, a it's a uh, we call it an HRV or an ERV uh, HRV for heat recovery ventilation ERV for energy recovery ventilation it's just I call it fresh air in a box so if um, if you get into your house and it feels the air is just stale um, mm -hmm. sometimes well not no Th the best way to deal with that is to open a window right bring that fresh air into the house makes it smelling fresh and that helps but in the in the winter time when it's minus 20 outside opening the window is probably not the best bet so we have a product an ERV or an HRV which will exchange the air in the house get rid of the stale musty air and replace it with a fresh outdoor air 
So if you did, you know, not every house needs all four. Right. But depending on the home, you need to have have us come out, take a look at it, determine what you need, and then we can give you an estimate to go forward. Now, some people who are really allergic may have to get air samples tested, which we don't do, uh, to determine exactly what's in the air, to determine exactly what they need to remove. Right. You know, it can be carbon. Where's carbon come from? Carbon comes from uh, many sources. Carbon comes from any fuel which is which is being burned or produced. So that's carbon can come from there. So carbon can come from outside. Carbon also comes from candles. So if you like burning candles in your house, you're producing carbon. And depending on the candle, sometimes you can get a lot of black soot in the house because the candle's not burning properly. So we, we look at all those things. Um, there's, there are signs when you walk around the house to tell you what kind of problems you're having so yeah and we got to give a shout out we had a uh, one of our biggest listeners drop by the shop the other day liz thank you very much for coming in and saying <laughs> hello and i was busy like i always am working out back staging equipment and you know yeah. working hard but uh, it was <laughs> nice to have her drop in yeah i had lunch yeah. You did. You yeah. took the listener out for lunch. I did. Yes. So any listener who wants to come in, <laughs> say hello to Steve. He can, he'll take uh, you out take for you lunch. Take you out for lunch. Yes, yeah. it's great. So. It's a great deal, actually. Yes, you get to see our, our establishment here. You can actually see where we tape the inch by inch, the home comfort show, uh, all that stuff. And who knows? Maybe I'll just tape a segment of you. And have a spicy salad. Have a spicy <laughs> Mexican poncho salad. Yes. Good. I will never forget that salad. I may never have another salad the oh, rest of my life. Oh, come on. You'll be so. fine. God, you're, you're fine. You survived, didn't you? Well, yeah. I think it was like six glasses of Coke to, <laughs> to get it to stop burning. And then I wouldn't eat the bread. Because I went, I The know, bread I'm was just touching. garlic bread. Yeah, well, that's what the salad was, just a Caesar salad. <laughs> um we got 628 people following us on Facebook, so please uh, go there, check us out. We're always uh, posting, and uh, we're hiring, so we're looking for... We are for, hiring. We're looking for a couple of people. Yeah, installers and uh, a sheet metal um, fabricator, as well as, you know, can install when, when we're not building metal. Right. But, uh, drop by, drop your resume off, go to Indeed. You can find it on there. Go to Facebook. Uh, send it in to us uh, whichever way you would like exactly um you got you had some new curling shoes delivered here i did have some new curling shoes you tried them out did you fall no i don't know no and um it was kind of interesting because um my old shoes were um heavy and and they were roomy these ones fit very snug but they're really light and i like that and um and so I went to throw some rocks the other day, and um, yeah, it's just like I'd left the club last fall, or last last spring, yeah. Well, we'll see. We start curling uh, Tuesday, so right after Thanksgiving. So. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, but unfortunately, I mean, I don't know who made the draw, but, you know, they, they started us off with a pretty easy team. Yeah, the toughest team. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't me. Don't blame me. <laughs> So you are listening to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 
3752 or always online at peterinch.ca and we will be right back. Well, welcome back to the Inch by Inch Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, we're talking a little bit about curling. Uh, you and your lightweight shoes, you'll be able to go 100 miles an hour now when you're sliding out. Uh, but the uh, curling clubs are opening up. So, you know, if you've ever wanted to try curling, now's the opportunity to get out there. A lot of them will have a guest week or opportunities to do a learn to curl program right and we we had a bunch of people out the other day and um yeah it was nice to see interest in the sport nice to see that people are actually coming out to try that and hopefully we actually uh, turn them into members right so that's that's the ultimate goal that they actually join the club and actually get to get to enjoy the sport all winter long and the um, we're curling, of course, at the St. Thomas Curling Club. And uh, on October 15th, we're having a celebration night. Right, yes. So uh, we're going to induct Jim Lyle to be a lifetime member of the St. Thomas Curling Club. We're going to honor the Team McDonald, who will be heading off to the Canadian Mixed Championship. Right. And then um, also we are going to honor Dale Kurt, Dale Sinclair, right, who played for your home country, you might say. What am I, yeah, my grandfather's uh, home country, Ireland. Yes, yeah. in in the uh, World Women's. Yes, and uh, lost a game, one game, or they would have gone to the uh, medals, won yeah. a medal. So right. Um, finish fourth exciting but, yep so she uh we're we're gonna have a fun night so if you want to go to that uh tickets are thirty dollars you'll get a roast beef dinner enjoy um the night you know just have uh an enjoyment of two or three hours out so you can go on to the st thomas curling club website under calendar mm-hmm. click on the 15th there and you can purchase tickets online perfect Thank you. So any of the people that Jim Lyle beat in curling, come on out and maybe we'll roast them a little later. Now that would be interesting. A little bit of a roast? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we have to be careful. (laughs) I guess. Um, Now, London Hydro has um, partnered up with Enbridge. So a hydro company and a gas company coming together. Right to offer what they call the Clean Home Heating Initiative. Right. What is that? Well, let's, uh, let's just back up a bit. So it's, um, it's all about the planet. Uh, it's all about keeping our planet safe. Uh, so in order to do that, uh, the world knows that there has to be uh, a carbon reduction. We call it decarbonization. And so... All countries were tasked with uh, certain um, thresholds that they had to meet in reducing carbon emissions, and so Canada had that as well. So part of their carbon um, reduction program is to reduce, um, try to save on uh, on producing carbon, and that's done through uh, here in Canada. Uh, Number three on our list for producing carbon is heating our homes, so space heating. So the idea is to start there because uh, to 
the consumer, the residential market is the easiest one to attack first. So they've partnered up. There's a program to um, to do that. So what that entails is what I'm trying to say is we have a furnace and we have a heat pump. So there's a lot of focus on heat pumps these days. A heat pump is looks like an air conditioner, uh, sounds like an air conditioner, but it, it does more. It not only does it cool the house in the summertime, but it also provides some heating for your house or it does heat your house in the shoulder months. So October, November, December, March, and April, at least in southwestern Ontario. So London was one of the cities that was chosen for this project. There are four cities that were chosen. London was uh, selected. And so uh, Ambridge and London Hydro have partnered up and um, there are a certain am amount of homes that they are, have allocated and it's a first come first serve uh, basis. And so um, we can go in, if you're upgrading your equipment, we can put in a hybrid heating system for you which will help you uh, relieve some of the carbon you're producing so it's going to burn you're going to burn less natural gas you're going to consume more hydro but the hydro is going to be at such a rate that it should be a benefit to you and uh, that is all done through a program and there's a rebate which uh, is given to you based on the program so depending what you put into your home certain equipment qualifies for certain amounts so we plug all that into their database and they tell us what the rebate will be for you. And then uh, the, these rebates are on forever, right? No, no. This is a first come, first serve. So if there's, uh, I think there's 150 units uh, scheduled for the City of London. Once those 100, and that's divided between four contracting companies who've been selected to do that program, we were one of the ones that were selected. We were thrilled about that. But of those four contracting companies, there's only 150, and it's a first come, first serve. And we keep it. Um, you can keep your old thermostat, your smart thermostat, or your Nest. Or no. So part of the qualifications you need to have is you need to be an Enbridge customer. You need to be a London Hydro customer. So there are certain parts of the city. It's only going to be in the city of London proper. Uh, and then you have to be a time of use with London Hydro. So, But if you're not, that's easily adjusted. You have to have Wi-Fi. You have to, we have to also change your thermostat. So the thermostat we put in is a thermostat that they've got algorithms produced in there, which actually looks at the cost of natural gas, looks at the cost of hydro, what the temperature is outside, and it figures out what it should be doing to heat your house, whether it's gonna bring the heat pump on or whether it's gonna bring the gas furnace on. And that's BKR? BKR Energy. That's yeah. the thermostat, yes. Okay. Now, with this, design is important. You know, Extremely. And, yes. um, you know, we talk about heat loss, heat gain, but with this, that's really important to make sure we're getting it sized properly. Right. So it's not new to us. Uh, we, we, we do heat loss, heat gains. That's just who we are. So I'm not about, you know, I've been doing, I've been in the industry for almost 29 years. I'm not about to walk into your house and just assume I know what size of equipment you need because 80% of the time I'll be right, but 20% 20, 20 of the time I'm not. So uh, we take the time to do a heat load, heat uh, like a heat load calculation on your home, and that's going to accurately tell me the amount of heat you need, the amount of cooling you need, and then from that information, what I do is I look at the um, 
the, the ductwork because I make sure that there's enough duct capacity for the, the equipment we're going to put in just to make sure everything's going to work properly. And, and you know, I'll, I'll use the, the hurricane, you know, that went through um, uh, Newfoundland area and uh, even in Nova Scotia and the one that just went through down in Florida. We can put the trees that are around a house, we can use that for shading so that that will reduce the size of the units you'll need. So um, heat gain is all about solar um, exposure. So uh, your house gains heat from the sun. It gains heat on the roof, through the windows, uh, through the sidewalls, anywhere that, that sun hits and produces energy, it comes into the home. So people say, well, you know, I, I probably don't need that big of an air conditioner because I've got that big tree. It keeps my house shaded. Well, I said, well, that's great. But that tree may not always be there. So I can't count the tree. I, I, the tree just doesn't exist to me. You know, if you've got if you've got a permanent structure like a veranda or a porch over uh, a, a west-facing window or something, that I can account for because that's a permanent structure. The tree's not. The tree can, I mean... Tree could die. The tree yeah. could get hit by a hurricane and Lightning, no longer be knows? there. Yeah, so yeah. we can't make that assumption. So we go on the we go on the premise that the tree just doesn't exist. Well, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at two two six four nine nine. 3752 are always online at peterinch.ca and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. Before the break there, we were talking about trees. And heat loss. And, you know, but like I said there in Florida, you know, they had all the trees around the house and now they're all gone. Right. So if they haven't done the heat loss to size that air conditioner correctly, now it's undersized and it's going to take 40 50 years for those trees to be planted and regrow and 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 you know yes you'll probably be replacing your air conditioner but they should be doing heat loss heat gains to make sure they're putting in the right size right and your house changes so i mean you might have had a renovation done you might have you might have added something you might have uh, change windows you might have added insulation insulated the basement uh, there's lots of things you can do which will alter a heat loss so um, it's it's just it's Im- it's important uh, that when a contractor comes out to provide you with a proposal for a furnace and an air conditioner that they've done a proper heat load calculation on the home to verify that the equipment sized properly I mean uh, if the equipment, people used to, you know, bigger used to be better uh, in in the day, but that's not true with heating and air conditioning equipment. If, if the furnace is too big, it's never going to heat the house comfortably. It's gonna, it's gonna what they call short cycle. So it's gonna come on with a big wave of heat, then shut off, and it's gonna come turn on again five minutes later, and it's not going to be a comfortable heat. Now, we've come a long way uh, making furnace technology smarter, which make which kind of makes things better but i mean if you still don't do a heat loss and you put a two-stage furnace in the house and it's too big for the house really it's you're, it's never going to go to the higher stage you're just buying an expensive one-stage furnace that you paid too much money for so 
it's critical that you do a load calculation to make sure that the equipment sized properly and not just the equipment you have to make sure the ductwork is going to handle that equipment so i mean seen lots of times where we put you know if a furnace and air goes into a house and and they just slap a big furnace in and the ductwork's too small their heat exchangers are failing early because they can't get rid of the heat it's all tied together it's critical that not only that the equipment is sized properly but the ductwork is sized accordingly so that we can guarantee that we can heat and cool your home properly well and maybe we can talk you mentioned about two stage but maybe we can talk of what i call a standard or a one stage furnace then a two stage furnace and then what they mean by a modulating furnace right so a single stage or a one stage furnace is just a furnace that was very common 20 years ago uh when the when when your when your thermostat asks for heat the gas valve opens and then provides heat the gas valve closes so the gas valve opens at one position so that furnace would create so much heat it could be a 50,000 BTU furnace or a 75,000 but it's only capable of producing that set amount of heat so we would do load calculation say the load of the house wants 30,000 BTUs I'd be putting in a 40 or a 50,000 BTU furnace to look after that and that's all it's going to do so whenever it turns on it's going to produce that much heat what people don't understand is when we do a load calculation that's typically for January and February weather it doesn't take into consideration that the, the house doesn't need as much heat in October November December March and April so the furnace is sized perfectly for January and February, but it's too big for the shoulder seasons. So that's when the industry came up with two-stage heating. They have a so now instead of a 50,000 BTU furnace, you've got two furnaces in one. So it's 50,000 and 30,000. Let's just say. So uh, it, it does better because it gives a smaller furnace in the shoulder season when we need to, and then a bigger furnace for when it turns really really cold outside. So that was a huge improvement in our marketplace to go with a two-stage furnace. So you don't have to worry about how it does it. You set the, you set the temperature on the thermostat and the furnace is going to figure out the best way to heat the house because it's going to do it economically. Then the industry thought that they could improve one more step and they went with what they call fully modulating or variable heat or precise heating. So it's it's a furnace which is capable of being sized perfectly for your house all the time so what it does is it's as the temperature outside may be changing so in at the evening it's get cold it gets colder that furnace really is adapting to what the house wants so it can fire it can produce heat anywhere from 30 percent of its capability all the way to 100 and usually in one percent increments so it might be running at 30% one time and it might be running at 50% the next 10 minutes later and then who knows in the in the in the deepest part of our winter during a polar vortex it may get to 80% capacity i rarely see them ever firing at 100% but they can they can go wherever they need to to provide the heat for the house then and, and depending again on your heat loss heat gain your usage that's going to determine what you're going to which one of those are going to fit best in your lifestyle right we have conversations with customers and we, we always provide solutions for them so i mean we just educate you 
we explain how they work because let's face it the one stage furnace is the least expensive option and the modulating or precision furnace is the most expensive option so we always present options for people and then they choose what's best for their house now one thing we haven't talked about enough <laughs> winter covers well i i talk about it enough you don't talk you say we don't talk about it enough but you know, it's getting close to the time. So before you put that garden hose away, we need you to uh, start to wash that outdoor air conditioner down. Right. Um, leave it for a day or two so it dries out. Yep. And then... Uh, put the cover know, on. Put the cover on. Uh, the newer units, you don't have to turn the power off to it. Right. Uh, if you've got probably a 20-year-old air conditioner, you might want to turn the power off. I would suggest that if you've had that air conditioner sit on your garage, you may want to bring it inside, warm it up, just so it, it'll fit over that air conditioner nicely. Because if it's cold, they, they're, they, they're kind of snug and they might not go on easy. So if you just kind of warm it up, it'll it'll slide over much easier. And you should wash it as well before you put it on. Just, right. You know, everything should be... Everything maybe, should be clean. Maybe a little spray wax. Oh, my goodness. You know, go get a little spray, spray wax, wax and just give it a little polish. Well, so. if you wax your air conditioner, that, that cover should just slide on. Right? That's it right. Should, yeah, and then when you take it off, it'll, you know, you have to have your sunglasses on. It'll just be gleaming with uh, brightness. Right. And if you want to see that, just drive down Byron Boulevard and you can you can... When you get to the house where the where the air conditioner looks like a just polished unit and it, the sun reflects and you can't see, that'll be Peter's house. Yeah. Well, you can't see it now. Oh, why not? I planted a banana plant, and it's growing six feet tall and six feet out. And now I'm going, okay, can I leave this banana plant here all year and it will come back in the spring so we'll find out but if it's, it's tropical if it's tropical it's not it won't it won't survive our winter right well we'll find out okay <laughs> because right. the uh, stock of it now has got to be four to five inches wow yeah so okay. it, it really everybody's come over in the neighborhood where'd you get that what is that you know so it's a banana i've been waiting for it to grow bananas so i don't have to buy them at the grocery store I can just uh, you, go out you're gonna have to wait one. a while longer yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. uh, it looks neat, anyways. It's uh, so it's kind of shading my air conditioner now. Nice. Okay. You're not going to see it. Maybe it likes the air conditioner. Maybe it likes the heat from the air conditioner. Well, it could. You might. So if you put a heat pump in, then it you, it might survive. It'll grow all <laughs> winter. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's almost as tall as my evergreen on the side of the house. Wow. It's getting up there. So. All right. Well, it gets well, the size of the flagpole. You know, you got a big problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Um. So, you know, start preparing for winter. Start getting that cover out. Start taking, you know, make sure you got filters. Make sure your humidifiers all set up, ready to go. Uh, maybe change those batteries if you in thermostats if they have them. Not all thermostats have batteries. That's but true. If, but if they do, you know, get that changed in your smoke detectors, CO detectors, all that. Just. Uh, do a little prep work getting ready for the winter that is going to come. When we are not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. You can listen to this show or any of our shows uh, by going to peterinch.ca, hitting our podcast button at the top of the homepage. 
and uh, you can listen to whatever show you would like. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.